everybody. This is Julia Sotis. Welcome to my podcast. Um, today I am going to be recording a show by myself. So I'm looking forward to it. And I have a lot of, <clears throat> excuse me, my, I haven't talked to anybody yet. It's the morning. It's sunny in South Carolina. Um, I'm in my house today and um, I actually haven't spoken to anybody since I've woken up. So you guys are the first people I'm speaking to. So my, I have a groggy morning voice. Um, so there are, today I wanted to talk about a lot of the movies and books, um, that are not necessarily books written, um, as access consciousness books, but books that Gary Douglas recommends to give you awareness. Um, books like Stranger in a Strange Land by Robert Heinlein, which was written in 1961. Um, it's actually quoted on the book cover as the most famous science fiction novel of all time. I don't know if that's like by 1960 standards or by 2000, 2020 standards as that's the year that we're approaching. But, um, and books like the Alexandria Quartet, Don Quixote by Cervantes, which is the most read book of all time. Second to it is the Lord of the Rings. So I bet you didn't know that about Don Quixote. Um, and books like, um, how to get out of debt, stay out of debt, um, and live prosperously, and The True Believer, uh, The Peter Principle. The books go on and on and on, um, and the movies go on and on and on. And it's amazing. I love reading books um, that Gary recommends um, that are non-access books because I actually, when you read them, you get to see how access consciousness was formed and how... Um, the things that Gary was thinking and looking at and exploring and studying and becoming aware of as access was being formed. And it gives me a good indication of how I can look at things differently from a different perspective and take the things out of it that are true for me, that are light, that work, and then leave back the things that don't work, the lies, the, you know, the drama of the books, all of those different things. Um, and it's just, it's really um, exciting to look at things from this way. And um, as I read these books, um, I, mean, I guess I'll start with books and then we'll, we can, if we have time, we'll talk about movies or I'll do another show about movies. Um, but they have just been such an amazing um, gift to me. And some of these books are really, really big books, really, really difficult books. Um, and Gary writes in the reference material in his sarcastic way, um, sort of sarcastic, but also true is he said, most people in access are uneducated slobs and they will never read books like the Alexandria Quartet. Um, because they're really hard. I mean, the Alexandria Quartet is a 900 word book. I'm halfway, I'm almost halfway through it right now. Um, it's actually four books put into one. Um, they were four books and he published a book a year or so for four years in the 1950s. Um, it's by an author called Lawrence Durrell and he actually, um, <clears throat> gosh, he's, it's the most beautiful book I've ever read in my life for sure. Um, Hold on one second. The way the book is written is so filled with, I mean, every sentence is like an intoxicating journey. It's like every sentence is like taking 
a sip of the best wine you've ever tasted in your life or eating the best chocolate souffle. I mean, it ripples out into your molecules and out into your universe in a way that I've never seen or experienced writing doing ever before. Um, and it's something you can get on Amazon. I think it's about $30 for the book. Um, and it does cost a little bit more than the average book because it is four books in one. So I definitely, definitely recommend that one. I'm not going to say too much about what the books are about or what they give you because if I do, then you might skip reading the book and I would never want to rob you of that. They are so good. Um, now, <clears throat> excuse me. So the next book um, that I've really enjoyed is How to Get Out of Debt, Stay Out of Debt, and Live Prosperously. Now, this book... When I first started reading it, I tried to get out of it by saying, Gary, I'm not in debt. I, you know, do I have to read this book? And he said, Julia, <clears throat> you are a self-debtor. And this book is for self-debtors. And I realized what it is to be. I mean, he told me that a long time ago and I've realized that was a wedgie that stuck stuck in my world for a long time. And I now am realizing that what it is to be a self-debtor, how we are self-debtors and the ways that we actually crush and diminish ourselves in favor of other people's points of view and how much actually gets left over for you how much do you actually have when everything is said and done? When you're computing something, are you in the computation? And I heard that phrase for years, are you in the computation? And I just got it maybe in the last year. What is it to be in the computation? Um, and with that, you know, you want to use the question, what can I intimidate here with this person? Because when you're willing to be intimidating from a space of greatness, you're actually willing to include your awareness and you're more likely to include you in your own life. Okay? So how to get out of debt, stay out of debt, and live prosperously by Gerald Mundus, also available on Amazon. Awesome, awesome book. Um, yes, it can be dry. Yes, it can be difficult to read, but the results that you will yield are unbelievable. I just can't believe the results that I've got from these books, um, dedicating hours a week to reading them. It's like it has paid off in countless, countless ways. Um, it's like having access to the secrets of the universe that I've been looking for everywhere. All right, so the next book, The Peter Principle. So The Peter Principle is a book that Gary actually sent it to all of his staff members a few years ago around Christmas time. And uh, it was sort of funny um, because it, he actually was telling us how he runs the business of access consciousness. And it's about how to move things and people around in your business rather than discarding them. Um, I, I think that it's, it's, this is a short book. It's a super, super easy read. 
Um, it's a book from the seventies. I actually, I believe. And, um, the title of the book is, is called the Peter principle. Why things always go wrong. Why is incompetence so maddeningly rampant and so vexingly triumphant? And it's about why things don't work in business and how to move people, move things, and create things in a way so that they actually work. And we see um, this in so many places and it's just such an amazing book. So it's a business book. It's a great book for those of you who are running businesses. So the next book is um, Stranger in a Strange Land, and Stranger in a Strange Land is, it's a book that has over 200,000 words in it. I'm not sure how many pages that comes out to, because I actually bought the audiobook. Um, It's basically the journey of an alien from Mars who has the body of a very handsome man who comes to live on planet Earth. Um, I'm not going to say any more about it than that, um, but it explains things like interesting point of view, and that's where the fair witnesses come from that Gary Douglas talks about um, in the old foundation manual, and um, it's such a cool sense of who we are as humanoids, who we are as beings, and how different we are, and the way that it was for us as babies um, coming to planet earth and having the experience of being born and how harsh and bizarre this world was. Um, I love this book. I, I, it's such an awesome education and it's a place where I really feel seen when I, when I read it. Um, okay. And I will mention you guys that I'm only mentioning my favorite books, the books that have totally, totally changed my life. So, um, just listen. I hope that you are, um, realizing that this is just an amazing education of a lifetime. So the next book is Don Quixote by Cervantes. It's hilarious. It is a hilarious book. Um, I think it was written in the 1600s and it's, it's about this man who is basically, he's read one too many fantasy romance novels. It was definitely, definitely before the time of radio or TV. And so he has basically poisoned his mind with one too many romance novels and he has delusions of grandeur and thinks that he is the conqueror of Spain and um, goes out and fights things that are not actually enemies. Um, and he falls in love with a whore um, and thinks that she is the most beautiful princess in all of the land. And he fights because she is in his heart. Um, it's hilarious and um, gives you draw jaw-dropping awareness. Um, and then, okay, another book. Wow, there's a lot of books. Um, another book is The Magic of Recluse. The Magic of Recluse is about order and chaos. It's an adventure story. It's actually the first of a 21-story, um, saga. Um, and it is... 
I actually found it really dry for the first 50 pages and then it started to go deep into the inner workings of order and chaos and is a deep education on learning how to manage, use, manipulate, create um, with order and chaos, which is really cool. Um, And then the next book is The True Believer by Eric Hoffer. Now, this is the book that Gary talks about um, using when you want to actually look at whether um, what is a cult and what isn't a cult. Um, Access gets accused of being a cult all the time. Um, And um, basically, this book looks at what makes somebody a true believer. And it looks at the way mass movements are organized. I have not actually, I'm only on like page six of this book. I can't speak deeply to this book. Um, It's very intense to read. I have a degree in sociology, so I studied a lot, a lot, a lot of um, difficult sociological books and theories. And this is harder to read than all of them. Um, And basically the reason that it's so hard to read uh, is because it's, put really more complicated probably than it needs to but it also um, destroys everything that we've been taught growing up the good thing about it is it's only about 160 let's see it's 168 pages Um, so it's very short pretty big words but it basically okay so I I've also been watching this show um called Victoria and it's the life and times of Queen Victoria from when she was 18 and was crowned the Queen of England and um, it shows so many of the traditions and points of view and ideals that we have today in our society how so many of them were actually the whims of Queen Victoria uh, with the help of her husband Albert. So the reason that we actually have white wedding dresses is because Queen Victoria had incredibly delicate lace sewn on her wedding dress and so she wanted her dress to be white so that it could best show off the delicacy of the lace. So that's the reason that we have white wedding dresses. It's not because they are representing purity. It's not because it has anything to do with the Christian church. It has nothing to do with any of that. The reason that we have white wedding dresses is because she set the trend. Um, And it was just something she wanted. It just is what she thought would look good. Before that, um, wedding dresses were all different colors. People would get married in all kinds of different things. I'm sure if you've seen pictures of your great-great-grandparents, your grandma did not have a white wedding dress. Um, but that's because Queen Victoria set that tone and then people turned it into what they wanted to believe it was. They tried to give it meaning. They tried to make it true and real and important. Um, but all it really is, is she was a really rich lady and that's what matched the greatest lace in all of the land. Um, another thing that the, the Queen, Queen Victoria and Prince Albert brought about was the, um, Christmas tree. Um, the original Martin Luther was walking through the forest one night in Germany and he saw all of the 
stars in the night sky shining through the trees, the spruce trees. And so he said, I will bring this tree into my house so that my children can see all and put candles all over it so that my children can look up at it and see the candles as the stars in the night sky and that Jesus is looking down on them at Christmas. And so that so that year, Prince Albert brought a bunch of Christmas trees into the royal palace. The staff were really confused about it. Um, it even says, one of the butlers says, it's unchristian to have a tree indoors at Christmas. Um, and so that's where that tradition actually came from. It was just Martin Luther's whim and then Prince Albert's whim. It's what he wanted to have for his children. And they had the means, so they could choose those kinds of things. So, when I read The True Believer, and I've only read six pages, that's how potent this book is, um, it gave me this amazing indication of how everything that we buy as true or real was just once somebody's whim. And what if our whims are what we made true and real what if we looked at what was valuable to us what was important to us and what we really wanted to see in the world and made that real rather than doing things the way that people in the past have done them it's about paving your own path awesome all right so those are the books that i have to recommend for today um and then obviously you want to read all the amazing access books um, oh wait, I have one more book. I want to recommend the book Outlander by Diana, um, Gabaldon. Um, Diana Gabaldon. So you guys probably have heard of the series Outlander. It's on Netflix and Amazon and stars network. Um, now that's a book that Gary recommended, um, for actually creating, I don't know what he would recommend it to others for, but he recommended it to my husband and I, and it actually created so much romance in our lives and, and really, 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 really contributed to our sex life. Um, so that's an amazing book to read is Outlander. Um, watching the shows is great too. Um, but the book has so much in it that is not even close to explained in the show. So that's another really cool one to recommend. Um, awesome. Well, I am so grateful for you guys. Um, it was fun on this wonderful Monday morning recording this podcast, drinking my cup of peach tea. And um, I guess we'll have to do a different podcast for movies because this has been, we've gone on for about 20 minutes here. So um, how does it get better than this? What else is possible? And who are you today? And what grand and glorious adventures will you have today? Thanks, everybody. Bye-bye. <laughs>